0: Uh, we've been talking about a good life. Uh, this coming Sunday is the last Sunday uh, of, the, uh, of the summer, uh, and some people are very worried about the weather forecast this coming week. Uh, how many know it doesn't do any good to worry? Does anybody know that? So it doesn't matter how many times you look at it, but, but there is something that we can do Are you ready? Grab somebody by the hand in agreement. And we say, Father, in the name of Jesus, this storm that is out to sea, we ask that you would cause it to become still. We ask, Lord, now we trust your will. We trust your plan. We know that you know the best. But we ask, according to your word and your will, that you would calm the storm, that you would protect the coast, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Anybody pray and believe? Anybody do that? So let's... Let's believe, let's ask the Lord regarding that. Uh, I I want to continue. I want to talk today about a better warfare. Uh, And I want to look at Psalm 43. Read this with me. Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise Him, my Savior and my God. All right? Now, you just read it, because sometimes we're good at reading Scripture, but we're not always good at applying Scripture. Okay? Okay? Now, you'll notice that this is a conversation that David has with his soul, all right? So I want you to speak to your soul. Speak to your mind, your will, your emotions, all right? Soul, why? Someone can say it. Why are you so downcast? Why are you so disturbed within me? Soul, put your hope in God, soul. For I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. I think I'm the only one that did that, all right? Come on, say it with some emphasis. Talk to yourself. Talk to yourself. Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. A lot of people come to church because they are desperate. How many have been there before? You get to the house because you're desperate, because you're going through a time of desperation. There are some people who come to church and they don't have desperation. It just seems like a cool thing to do. But that's okay. Uh, the thing is, is that there will, there will be a time in your life where you will feel desperation. Can I get a witness regarding that? You will sense desperation. And, and we need to, to be here. There have been a few times in my life. I can think of a couple specifically. One that was incredibly intense where I was away and I just wanted to get home. All I could think of is I needed to get home and I wanted to get back to the house. Anybody been that way before? I just needed to get back to the house. Some people, I guess some people need to take a day or a weekend off from church. I, uh, if I am out of town and it's a weekend, I want to be in worship. That's just how I am, all right? It's like my friends from Georgia today, it's from my, my buddies from Georgia, uh, traveling up the East Coast, right? And uh, had to come to church, had to find a church, so we welcome you guys here, all right? And if you want to move here, that's fine too, all right? Just to let you know. But uh, I, uh, I, I sometimes just need to be in the house. Now, one of the reasons sometimes that I have needed to be in the house is because of warfare, because of attack. I needed to be with the body of Christ. Now, if you, have, if, if you haven't read this, if you haven't read the Bible, then you don't understand this. But if you have read the word, you know that from Genesis to Revelation, it is one battle after another battle, am I right? It is battle after battle after battle. I mean there are some times when there is a season of peace, but there's constantly battles, and there are attacks from the enemy, and then there are victories. If you read in the Old Testament, it often seems like the enemy is coming against them, but then if you read into it, you find out that there is a spiritual element to all of that battle. I mean, you, you hear about Babylon, and it's like that there's an army that raises up and comes against the children of God, and then and then the Lord delivers them. And and then you get into the New Testament, and there's this spiritual battle that's constantly going on. You see the battle in the gospel. You remember the temptation of the Lord Jesus. In that particular battle, you know that there's this spiritual battle that's going on in in the wilderness. Uh, you, you see this over and over and over and over again. So, uh, in the Bible, specifically. Uh, in the New Testament. There's uh, several scriptures uh, that you might remember. How many know 1 Peter 5 and 8? Anybody know that? I'm not going to pop it up there. I'm just going to ask if you know it. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the... Goes about as a... Roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. How many have heard that scripture before? Okay, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, who is the is going about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. How many have ever read uh, the uh, epistle of of Ephesians? Anybody read that before? Ephesians chapter 6. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the... For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against principalities against powers against the rulers of the darkness of this age against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places therefore take up the whole armor of god that you may be able to stand in the evil day and having done all to stand what should you do stand how about isaiah fifty nine nineteen? When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. He didn't say, look, you're saved now. The enemy will never come in like a flood. No. He said the enemy will come in. The enemy will come in like a flood. But your victory is going to be a spiritual victory. It's not that you're not going to be attacked. It's that when I am attacked, the Holy Spirit is going to lift up a wall against him. Something that is insurmountable. There's uh, uh, attack. You, know, you understand this physically. Uh, again, anybody ever felt attack? Anybody ever felt that? Because the Bible is full of these stories. There's actually one conversation recorded in Scripture where uh, the devil uh, has a conversation with God. God says to the devil, he says, um, so where you been? Like he didn't know. Where you been? And he says, I've been going to and fro upon the earth, just searching the earth, uh, going back and forth upon the earth. And the insinuation is this, that he's been going around looking for someone to attack. And then the Lord kind of throws this up. Anybody read this? And it's like, God, why would you say this? He says, have you considered my servant Job? <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, Job. Hey, 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 don't tell him about me. Because Job had just been so blessed for so long, nothing seemed to be going wrong. And then in the story of Job, uh, there's all kinds of attack. The enemy says, well, you've got a hedge around him. Well, just lower that hedge and let's see what happens. And Job went through attack, but how many know that Job was delivered? Anybody know that? And when it was over, he had four times more blessing than he had before. So uh, I told the Freedom Family a month and a half ago that I felt like my family was under attack. Now when I when I told you that I, I didn't I wasn't asking for your pity. Uh, but uh, still, I just wanted you to know, and I have. I know of certain seasons. I can, I can write down several stories, several moments in my life where I knew I was under attack. This one was, was physical, uh, but sometimes physical is more spiritual than you realize. So uh, the physical attack, it began when uh, Felicia called and she was having uh, massive pain in her back. And down her legs and come to find out somehow, didn't know, she never had an injury that she knew, but she had uh, a ruptured disc and it ruptured kind of in two places, it was just a massive rupture and it caused her so she couldn't stand up and our daughter was confined to a wheelchair. Now she lives in California, that's not good! And But the emotional brokenness of all of that. Anybody been where you got physically hit and it was like, slam, just hit you emotionally? And we just... We knew that the place we needed to be was with our, our, our daughter at that time. So we got there to help, to care for her. And then uh, thinking that, you know, things had gotten better, we came home. And uh, uh, so we're coming home. As we're coming home, uh, our, uh, our daughter-in-law, Lindsay, had gotten sick, had some kind of stomach thing going on. Avelyn got it as well. So we get home. We're not able to be with them because, you know, sometimes you've got to pray from a distance. And then Avelyn developed, uh, our our granddaughter, uh, she developed strep. Uh, So we're home for about a week, and things worsened with Felicia, and Lauren was having to go out of town. So uh, we needed to get back, and we took a few more days. Vacation Bible school was going on. We took a few more days there uh, just to pray and seek the Lord, help her, do whatever we can. We get back, uh, and uh, we get back, we had, uh, you know, you know, when you arrive home. I've told you the story, uh, but we arrived home and we had two parties that we needed to take care of when we got back. Uh, one was the Vacation Bible School workers. We gathered them all over to our home, had a big party for them and their families. It was a great party. And then a few days later, Evelyn turned one year old. So we had, we, we had very busy. We also had the counseling load was like this, and the needs of the church were heavy and weighing upon us. We needed to prepare and and uh, take care of the body. And then as we were getting to the Sunday, Diana began to experience pain in her left arm. uh, And and we didn't know what it was. But just so you know, uh, she developed shingles in her left arm is what it was. So they told us it was tennis elbow. Then they told us it was something else. Anybody ever had one of the most painful sicknesses ever? Uh, And it was just just very, very painful. She's throat. It's dried up and all now. That's why she's here. But. Uh, The pain of it was just, I've never seen my wife in that much physical pain in my life. And she's had, she broke her ankle years ago. She's had two children. Compared to that and what she had, I mean, all night long, we're sitting up. Uh, Sometimes we were downstairs. In fact, for a week, we sat downstairs because she just couldn't lay down. And we just sat downstairs all night long, sleeping on sofas and stuff like that. That's not my thing. I mean, I've been married happily for a long time. I don't sleep on a sofa. Uh, But she was in a lot of pain. At the same time, there are family members in the church that were going through a lot of struggles. You know, the mix, they been going through like such a struggle uh, in her life and their lives, and, and uh, other people that were in difficulty. Uh, the Arringtons went through that particular struggle in their life, so they were going through pain. We're walking through that with them. Diana is sick. Uh, and then Malachi, I don't know if you heard, but Malachi just got a uh, motion picture opportunity, so uh, he is going to play Diego and, uh, and Dora the Explorer. The, the, this movie is coming out, but they're filming it in Australia. So we get back, and uh, we, we knew about this, that he was going, it wasn't supposed to be public knowledge, so we didn't say anything, so we kept their mouth closed, but we get back. Malachi got sick last week. Uh, he got a sore throat and all of this, but he was supposed to leave, he had to get over because they start filming. Uh, in Australia, in fact, that's where he is right now. But, uh, so they got him some amoxicillin, and he broke out from head to toe. I'm telling you, there was not a part of his body that was not covered in itchy rash. So that which we thought would make him better made him worse. He was so miserable, so Felicia's in a wheelchair, Malachi's covered from head to toe. Uh, Diana, Felicia, and Malachi were all on steroids at the same time. So I know, I mean, compared to what you guys have been through, it wasn't. But for us, at that particular time, it was like, really? How many have ever had a yelling match with God? Anybody had that? It's like, we were sitting out. I was out in the car. uh, I had to go and get something for Diana. She was in pain. We were trying to, you know, work out the medications and get them all right. It was like, really? Hello? God? Anybody ever done that but me? Are you there? I just want to tell you that on occasion, you get to that place in your life, And I know, it wasn't that anybody had had anything tragic, it was just uh, that one thing, this is a sign, when it seems like one thing after another. How many know that the enemy doesn't mind piling on? Anybody know that? And it's like nobody throws any flags and says, hey, penalty, time out. No, you just get hit and hit and hit. And if your daddy and your family is wounded, you feel all that pain. God has let him right past in the church. So... I don't know if you understand this. I don't know if you can get this at all. Uh, just you Ever just sit, ever just follow me if you can with a camera. I don't know if you can get this or not, but uh, uh, come here. Come here, Miguel, come here. I love this family. Aren't they good? I just love them, so thankful. Just sit right there on the step. Just sit there, okay? Anybody just ever sit around the house, and you're just sitting there, and, and you just feel that, you know, just... Oh well, what do you complain about? It. It's like you feel stuff, thank God it's a nerf sword. You feel stuff, you feel stuff, it's like that hurts, and 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 that hurts right? And you just keep sitting there. Sooner or later, yeah, you already did this. You already got my, sooner or later, you got to stand up and do something about it. I'm, I thought I was just supposed to sit here the rest of my life. Come on, can I, can I preach to somebody in the house? When you're in spiritual attack, it's important that you acknowledge the attack. Come on, stand up. Stand up and, and, and say, catch this. And say enough already. Amen. Anybody been there before? You know what I'm talking about. I'm telling you that you need to acknowledge. Wait a minute, there is spiritual attack going on here, and then begin to pay attention to what's happening. Uh, enough already. I remember uh, just the, you know this past week. You know I I'm, you know, I'm carrying myself out. The word of God's coming across boldly and. You know, Cliff said, hey, maybe we ought to get together and just pray for you all. You know, and so some of the guys got together and went back to the back of the, my office. We just prayed last Wednesday night. We spent some time just, or Wednesday night we go, we just spent some time just seeking the Lord for a little while. Sometimes you just need to call upon the Lord. You can take your sword and go sit down. Thanks, thanks for letting me beat up on you for a moment. Um, Now, when I I mention sickness, I don't think sickness is really the telltale sign that you're under attack. How many know that? But let me give you some signs that you've been hit, all right? Some some signs of spiritual attack. Spiritual and or physical restlessness. Restlessness. Anybody? Just say amen if you've ever experienced this. A strange loss of appetite for spiritual things. All right? Uh, I don't even know if I want to go to church now. You know, just you know, tired of praying. You know, your Bible is just kind of all dusty. Uh, a general lack of peace. Your relationships are struggling. Struggling, get along. Like, why, why are we fighting all the time? All right, maybe you're fighting the wrong enemy. Uh, you begin doubting God. You, uh, your fear takes much of your attention. Or number seven, you're struggling with old temptations. Hello? Anybody been there? Come on, you can say amen. Cliff already preached this, right? All right, your secrets may be the problem. How many have ever struggled with old temptations? Come on, wave at me. Old temptations. So the question really is twofold. Have you ever felt that you were under attack? And if so, what did you do about it? Honestly, I've seen people drop out of church and fellowship altogether because of spiritual attack. I found that. We were in the store the other day. Bumped into some folks. Hadn't seen them in a long, long time. And uh, you know where you are. You know, you got all kinds of stories. Listen, listen. I know that often when I don't see you for a while and you say, well, I just don't feel like coming. It's probably, oh, number seven, number six. Something's going on. And those moments when you feel like separating from the body of Christ are probably the times when you need to uh, hook arms and hold hands and call upon the Lord Jesus. Freedom, we're we're getting ready for a new season. The Lord spoke to me during worship not uh, a month or so ago about uh, deeper roots and greater fruit. Remember that? I don't know if you were there. And uh, we we began talking about, you know, bones rising again and and a great army. Uh, Now, just because I say that, I don't want you to get the idea that we're not going to confront the enemy or not having attack. I I do not recognize, I, I do not recommend that you believe that you're never going to be attacked. And when you are attacked, I want to tell you, don't just wait it out. Don't just wait it out. So we're going to look at Psalm forty-two and forty-three because this this uh, Psalm forty-two and forty-three are one. It's one song, is what it is. Now you're going to remember parts of it. Uh, you remember this? As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O oh my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night, while men say to me all day long, where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I used to go with the multitude, leading the procession to the house of God with shouts of joy and thanksgiving among the festive throng. Now context is important for you to understand this. Verse 5. Why, this is the chorus of this. Why so downcast, O oh my soul? Put your trust in God. Why, why so downcast, O oh my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise Him, my Savior and my God. My soul is downcast within me. Here another verse. Therefore I will remember you from the land of Jordan, the heights of Hermon, from Mount Mazar, deep coals to deep in the roar of your waterfalls. All your waves and breakers have swept over me. By day the Lord directs His love, at night a song is with me. A prayer to the Lord of my life. I say, here's my prayer, I say to God, my rock, all of this, why have you forgotten me? Has anybody been on this cycle before? Anybody see this? All right. My prayer to God, my life, you know, I say to God, my rock, God, you're my rock. Why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? My bones suffer mortal agony as my foes taunt me, saying to me all day long, Where is your God? Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? See the course again? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise Him, my Savior, my God. Uh, okay. Uh, chapter 43. Vindicate me, O God, and plead my cause against an ungodly nation. Rescue me from deceitful and wicked men. You are my stronghold. Why have you rejected me? You see this? Why have you rejected me? Why must I go about mourning oppressed by the enemy? Send forth your light and your truth. Let them guide me. Let them bring me to your holy mountain, to the place where you dwell. Then will I go to the altar of God. To God, my joy and my delight, I will praise you with a harp. O oh God, my soul. And then, oh, God, my God, in the verse 5 the course again. Read this with me. Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Now you'll notice in reading that all the way through, there's it's like there's no end to it. I mean he ends over the course. Why so downcast? So he goes through all of this, why so downcast, O my soul? Why so downcast, O my soul? I will trust him and here's what he's saying, you will get through this. Somebody shout it, I'll get through this. I'll get through this. Shout it, I'll get through this. I'll get through I'll get through this. Amen? I'll get through this. That's what I'm saying. So, if you're in battle, here's what you do one, openly acknowledge the battle. So, I want to show you the um, context of this song, it's out of 2 Samuel chapter 15. Um, uh, in this scripture, you can see this if you read it. A messenger came and told David, the hearts of the men of Israel are with Absalom. Stop. Absalom. Everybody shout Absalom, so you know who we're talking about. Absalom is the oldest son of David. Uh, David uh, has other children. Among them are uh, Amnon and Tamar. Anybody know those folks? I talked to you about them last Sunday. If you know them, uh, Amnon uh, is also, he's a brother of Absalom, and a half-brother, brother, and Tamar's a sister, Amnon lusted after his sister and raped her. Okay? Uh, Talk about trouble in the family. Uh, My kids just don't get along. No, this is your kids not getting along. Alright? And Absalom hated uh, Amnon for what he did. And you know what David did? Nothing. So David, who is the king, did nothing. We got Amnon and Tamar and we've got Absalom, who's the oldest, who now hates him. And so uh, Absalom sets up a banquet and invites all of the brothers to the banquet. But, come on, this is drama. He sets them all up because he plans uh, to kill Amnon. Amnon shows up at the banquet. Absalom kills him. Then Absalom gets in trouble. Hey! Absalom gets in trouble. He gets exiled from the country for three years, and then when he gets to come back, he can't have an audience with his father for two years. So uh, I I want to go into this, but just so you know, in all of this attack uh, from the enemy, and all of this attack on David, it's one thing to be attacked by the enemy. It's something else to give him an invitation to attack you. Can I get an Amen. So when we talk about walking in forgiveness, about not having bitterness in your life, when I teach you about uh, family relationships and I talk to you about having good communication with a husband or a wife, when I talk about that and you leave the house and have no application whatsoever with it and say, I don't know what the enemy's doing my family, I'm saying... Sooner or later, you're going to have to do something about all the things that are going on in your house or it's like sending an email to Satan. Hey, have your way with my house. You see? So, yes, there's some responsibility here. Yes. But I want you to know that uh, in, this, in this situation, uh, it gets even more devastating with, with King David uh, because... Then what happens is the the word gets out. Here's what Absalom does. Absalom starts showing up out front of the courthouse, out front of the palace. And when people are coming to talk to David about their problems, Absalom stops them and says, Hey, look, King David doesn't really have time for you. If, If I were the king, this is what I would do. In fact, let me help you. Let me just go ahead and take care of you. So it's called gossip. Anybody ever heard of gossip? Okay, don't. All right? Somebody comes to talk to you about how bad the pastor is, just just say, that's still my pastor, okay? Let's go talk to him together. That would fix things. All right? Amen. Amen. Amen? All right. I know that doesn't happen around here. Okay. So, uh, People would come to Absalom and then they begin to love Absalom. And Absalom was working around trying to get an army built together. Some people would come. It actually is recorded that people would come to Absalom with money and gifts just to bless him for his good words. And he would not take the money. He would give it back to them and he would take them in their hands and he would kiss their hands and say, I can't take money from you. Come on, it's a, it's, it's a sales pitch, that's what's going on. And then finally, Absalom raises up an army, and word gets to David about what's going on. And so David uh, takes all of his, he takes his family, and they leave. And provision is made for him to leave. If you read the story, provision is made. But as he's going up the mountain, he's going up mount the Mount of Olives, as he's leaving Jerusalem, there's a guy named Shimei, all right? Shimei, sounds devious, you know? Shimei, in verse, uh, chapter 16, verse 7, uh, is standing on the road yelling at David. Come out! Come out! He's saying, come out! Get on out of the city! Get on out! Come out! Get out of here, you bloodthirsty man, you rogue! Uh, the Lord has brought upon you all the blood of the house of Saul, in whose place you have reigned. So this guy is still bitter about David being the king, Uh, because he took Saul's place after the death of Saul, even though David did everything to bless Saul. How many have read the story in the Word of God? And he starts screaming at him, and he he says, says, the Lord has delivered the kingdom into the hand of Absalom, your son, so now you are caught in your own evil because you are a bloodthirsty man. Screaming at him as he's leaving. Now, David's men wanted him to be killed. David said, no, leave him alone. Just let him talk. And then in in chapter, verse 13... David and his men were going down the road. So they're coming down the mountain, and he keeps following them. He's cursing at them, throwing stones at them, and kicking dirt at them. So uh, here's the deal. Satan uh, is cruel. Because when you're down, he'll start speaking things into your mind. Come on. And you'll start actually rehearsing those things. I'm no good. I'm worthless. You know, I brought all this stuff on myself. I deserve this kind of mess. I, you know, I don't even know why I was there in the first place. Anybody been there? And and so it's it's the way the enemy speaks to us. So David is fleeing to the wilderness. So in, in 2 Samuel chapter 15, verse 30, where he says, My he, he says. Uh, David continued up the Mount of Olives, weeping as he went. His head was covered and he was barefoot. Now what you're seeing here is this is where David's psalm is taking place. Where Psalm 42 and 43 take place. Where David says, My tears have been my food day and night while men say to me all day long, Where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul. David is recalling the many times he came into the city, even the first time when he came in victorious bringing the Ark of the Covenant. And he describes his pain. Now here's where he describes his pain because we don't read the scripture this way. As the deer. Pants. This is uh, for, uh, Psalm 42 and 1. As the deer uh, pants for the water brook, so pants my soul for you, O oh God. How many have ever read this before? Anybody read this? Uh, and how many have sang it? As the deer panted for the water, so my soul longeth after... You don't understand that psalm. That's not what that psalm is about. It's not about Bambi. Wanting a drink of water. That's not what that psalm is about. A deer panting, this is why the only reason a deer pants is because it has been chased. It has been chased for so long. And, and when a deer is being chased or hunted, it will run so far, it will use up, the, they say, 85% of its water resources are all drained from its body because it knows that it's about to be killed. Now, I experienced something like this once with a, anybody heard about black Angus? Anybody ever heard one of those? Wave at me if you had. Okay, if you haven't ever heard of a black Angus a cattle, they say, are some of the most wicked cattle. Uh, ever uh, they are these big strong it was a black angus bull and my brothers and I, I was a teenager we had our horses and we had been asked to corral a bunch of black angus bull that's right i'm a country boy and so we're out in this field uh, and we're trying to corral these th- these these cattle and we had all of them except for the bull the bull is mad because we're telling it what to do and it charges the horses on occasion. It hit a couple of horses. But we're just young kids. And we have horses. And we're just going to run this bull until it finally gives up and goes. And you know what happened? The bull laid down and died. I know. Look at me. I know you're, you're going to call PETA on me right now. Come on. It was 50 years ago. All right? So it died. And what happened to this bull? Was it just so mad? Did it have a heart attack? Well, really what happened is that it was just that thirsty, it was that tired, it refused to do anything. All It was just going to run and run and run until finally died. And I'm telling you because that's some of us in this room. Some of you are so thirsty and so tired. You say, why am I thirsty and why am I tired? And I'm telling you that some of us are just tired. Some of you are weary and you're just tired of running. You've heard all of this. Some of you have been there, you know what I'm talking about? Where it's like I do not understand why this has happened in my life. Let's get honest. Battle can be painful. And this is what David is saying. Don't pretend you're not in pain in order to impress God. When you're hurting, when you're hurting, in fact, David was actually talking about this. He says you know, I'm going to get back to the altar. I'm going to get back to this place uh, of worship. I was was listening to the radio the other day and the song, anybody heard the song Come to the Altar by Elevation Worship? Are you hurting and broken within? Overwhelmed by the weight of your sin? Jesus is calling. You know, Are you thirsty? Uh, are, are, are you really? Uh, is your heart, are you so thirsty as a deer pants for rivers of living water? Just come to the altar. And some people, you don't know, have a church service and you're tired and you're thirsty and I'm preaching the word of God and I got altar workers all up here and you're saying, I'm not going to the altar. No, no. What you really need to do is stop pretending like you've got it all together. You're not really faking anybody out. You haven't faked your family out you're not just just come on suck it up and say I'm tired I've been beat around and I need to be in the presence of God don't fake it and then speak to your soul speak to your soul why are you downcast on my soul why so disturbed within me the last thing David heard before he left and ended up on the Mount of Olives from Shimei was this uh hey you're worthless you deserve everything you're getting. Where's your God now? How many know the devil is a liar? Amen. Even when we believe him. <laughs> Look at the scripture in uh, 2 Samuel 16. You can see the things that Shimei was saying. Uh, the Lord has brought upon you all the blood of the house of Saul. This wasn't about Saul. Now David is going to deal with this. His soul is disturbed by it all. But in the middle of the tears, he has to speak to his soul. How many have went through some grief? Anybody went through some grief and pain? In Psalm 42 and 5, Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God. Every time you are in a struggle, you need to be aware that eventually you're going to have to speak up. And acknowledge it. Because your mind... This is, this is grotesque, but I'll talk to you about it anyway. Sometimes your mind is like a toilet. No, no. A stopped-up toilet. Come on. Anybody know what I'm talking about right now? How many of you know that's one of the most grotesque things in the world? A stopped-up toilet. Stopped-up toilet. Come on. I know about church bathrooms. I've walked through here after the end of the service and Somebody left it like that? You, know. you, get, you, have to, you have to work on it. But here's the problem with the stopped-up toilet is it just keeps going around and around and around. And the more you try to, the worse it gets. Can I get a yes from someone? That's your mind and your will and your emotions. And you have to deal with this. Now, let me me show you what that's like, because I've taught this before. It's the cycle of grief. The cycle of grief. Now, if you've ever been through grief, I see the mix here, they've been going through this grief and we love you all. Glad you got to go to the march. I saw the pictures. That was wonderful. A lot of folks went there. But here's the, here's the cycle of grief. This is, this is what we're taught. In the beginning, it's shock. And then, no, it's not going on denial. And unbelief, pain, guilt, anger, And then hopefully you begin, you get through depression, you feel loneliness, and out of that you come out in hope and acceptance and peace. Anybody grateful for this nice little chart? Anybody like that? How many have experienced some of this before where, you know, you got news and it was just so shocking? But the problem is, is it doesn't, it's not always a perfect curve. Let me show you what it looks like really, okay? How many have been through grief and you know exactly what I'm saying? It's like you go through shock and then you hear a song and you feel a little bit of hope and then you're right back into denial and then somebody somebody hugs you and you feel a little bit of peace and then in the middle of the night you feel guilt and shame and suddenly you're putting it all on yourself. You end up in depression you get stuck there for a little while or loneliness and and it's just one thing after. That's the toilet I was telling you about. You get stuck in all of this mess and all of this difficulty. And and David is in this mess. What I'm saying is it's nice for me to be able to say this to you. You need to receive the word of God. But sometimes I need to look at this and get honest and begin to talk to my own soul. So Why are you so downcast? Soul, you need to put your trust in God. Soul, I want you to know that this is the devil that's talking to me. Soul, I know who God is. I know my Redeemer is alive. I know the work of the cross is still relevant in my life. In uh, Psalm 42 and 6, David says it this way. My soul is downcast within me. Therefore, I will remember you from the land of Jordan, the heights of Hermon, and and Mount Mazar. I love that particular point. Let me tell you why I love it so much is because David says, my soul is downcast, but I still have some pleasant memories. Anybody saved? Anybody saved? Anybody going through some stuff? Let me show you, this is my jar. Originally, it was a box, as a matter of fact, but I was teaching with it one day and I gave the box away to a young lady who had tried uh, tried to hurt herself and I was trying to Worked through it. She still has the boxes. She's doing really well. Praise God. But, so I just put all this in a jar. Uh, my, uh, Felicia and Lauren and Malachi gave me this. Back when I was going through the healing journey and I was downcast on my own soul, they, they handed me this. And I, it, all it is is memories. That's all it is. And I just reach in and I pull one out. You guys ought to make one for yourself sometimes. Let's see. Road trips in the big blue van. Anybody remember my big blue van? Anybody used to have this giant van? We'd just cram all the kids into it. We'd watch movies, and we'd just take a road trip together. That was good. I was a good old van. uh, These are so good. I'm picking through them, but they're all so spectacular. Some of these don't mean anything to you, but... uh, Our family cruise to the Bahamas. That was fun. That was our our 25th wedding anniversary, which was a long time ago. That's when, as a matter of fact, that's when Malachi was conceived. That's so cool. Uh, uh, In fact, here it is, uh, dedicating Malachi to the Lord Jesus. I know he's in Australia, but I baptized him right back there in that baptistry when he was just a little boy. I know he belongs to the Lord. Here father-daughter dance. (laughs) You see, you might say, well, you know, those are just cute little memories. I'm telling you that God has blessed me in my life. And I I could read all of these, but I'd take the rest of the day. Does anybody have any stories? Anybody have just these moments in your life? Yes, I'm under attack. And yes, I'm going up the Mount of Olives. And yes, it seems like Absalom is taking over the kingdom. And I love Absalom, but my heart is ripped out. And yes, Shimei keeps telling me that this is because of what happened with Saul. But let me just stop for a moment and remember when I lived in the land of Jordan and remember when I was on that small mountain and looking up at the great mountain of God. And there are going to be times in your life where the enemy will try to drown out all of the blessings of God. Come on. Just because you're going through a hard time right now does not mean that God has not blessed you in the past. I was looking at that and just thinking of these times in my life where I've been through some struggles and learned. How many have learned things in a struggle? You have to teach, God, I don't know what you're going to do with this, but it's going to be good. I was, uh, uh, again, we just, we just this, this week celebrated our 29th pastoral year here. And, uh, but I was remembering back to many years ago when the kids were just little. And uh, goodness, Preston turns 34 this month. That's crazy. I don't know how that happened. But uh, I can't, you know, anybody have kids besides me? And you still remember when they were two? Maybe. So Preston was two three years old and uh, we went out to the beach on a wavy day you know when when you got a bunch of waves and we're out there playing and we were jumping over the waves I got my little boy in my hand I'm being cool dad and we're jumping over the waves and we keep going out deeper and I'm holding him up and a giant wave came and just swallowed both of us and all I have is Preston's hand and I had anybody been hit with a wave and gone upside down So, all I have is Preston's hand, and we're going upside down and flipping in a wave. And all I could think, you know, it probably took just a few seconds, but all I could think while it was happening is don't let go of your boy's hand. And I'll never forget when he came up out of the wave, he's coughing and shaking, and I'm holding him. Are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? (laughs) (laughs) Let's do that again. Can I get an amen from somebody? And then I know Preston just finished his book, and one of his stories in the book is about another moment down the beach in the same area. We was there with some family, and Preston was walking down the beach with uh my brother and his kids and diane and i were staying at the at the at the blankets and we saw them finally i didn't see preston but i saw everybody else and i'm looking around and evidently john my old my brother said just going back to your dad if you don't want to walk with us and so preston evidently walked and disappeared and so have you ever been on the beach and couldn't find your kid and what's the first thought you have in your mind he's gone so I had all kinds of visions and all kinds of things and we called the police and everything couldn't find him. Finally, I ran about a half mile down the beach and I found him sitting at a house getting ready to get in the pool with a soda in his hand to drink. And I picked him up and I ran all the way back to Diana and we're crying and praying God because we found out that God is able to get us through those difficult times. I need somebody to understand what I'm saying. Downcast, you need to talk to your soul. Say, remember that time when you didn't lose? Remember that time when you won? Remember that time when you got through it? Remember that time when you were so afraid and you believed that life was over and God showed up? Somebody shout, God is faithful! He is faithful! Listen to me, soul. I know I'm marching up the Mount of Olives and I can't stop crying right now, but God's not finished! I know an attack from the enemy but God's not finished with my life I know I feel disturbed I know I feel like everybody hates me I know I feel worthless but God's word is still true why so downcast oh my soul I got memories speak honestly to God about your heart I'll say to God my rock why have you forgotten me why why do I go mourning because of the oppression of the enemy As with a breaking of my bones, my enemies reproach me while they say to me all day long, where is your God? So evidently other people had joined in. (laughs) That's amazing. That's exactly what the enemy does. He does this. Where where is your God? And I think the scripture is so interesting. I will say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? I just think that's so strange. Why have you forgotten me? God, my rock. What, What he's saying here Is God is my rock? Why have you forgotten me? And here's the big story. That's right. It's raining, and that's why we're not having a picnic today. All right. So, all right. You got that? Listen, listen. We're gonna get through the storm. Somebody shout, Amen. All right. All right. You're gonna have a battle, but you need to recognize it's a battle. So if you're having a battle, two words: attack back. Somebody shout, attack back. That's what he's saying. Why so downcast, O oh my soul? Why so disturbed within me? I know I'm downcast. I know I'm hurt. I know I'm struggling inside. I'm going to lift my hands and I'm going to shout, my hope is in God. I will yet praise Him, my Savior and my God. I'm a worshiper. I may be in trouble, but I'm going to find a song. I'm going to lift up my hands. My home, my house, my car is going to be filled with worship. Listen, get in the presence of God. Okay, I'm, I'm finished here. Finally, be confident in God's faithfulness. Look at verse 40, chapter 43, verse 3. Send forth your light and your truth. Let them guide me. Let them bring me to your holy mountain, to the place where you dwell. Then will I go to the altar of God, to God my joy and my delight. I will praise you with the harp, O oh my God. Now don't leave because it's raining outside. But would you stand with me? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish this while everybody's standing up. All right? Everybody stand up. Just... Get ready to pray. Get ready to pray together. But just, just hear me. Just hear me. Be confident. Read that. Be confident in God's faithfulness. Say it. Be confident in God's faithfulness. I was uh, contemplating this and I re- was reminded of 1 John 5.14. This is the confidence that we have. if we ask, If you ask anything according to His will... It will be done. How many have ever read that before? If you ask anything according to his will, it will be done. Alright? Has anybody ever had parents? Alright? And ask them for something? But it wasn't time yet? Look, if you're twelve years old and you want a driver's license, that's cute. But you don't get them right now. Cause you're 12. Yeah. Yeah. All right? Now listen, I'm God's baby, just so you know it. And sometimes I ask him things, he said, "Why don't you receive it?" Because I don't necessarily always know what His will. will is, only that he is faithful and he will do good things in my life. Yes. Anybody like Romans 8:28? All things work together for good to those who love the Lord and are called according to His purpose. Now, you know, the stuff that we go through, the moments that we go through, here's here's the fact, my brother. Sometimes you have to take the sword and beat the enemy back over the head with it. Because everything, get this, everything the enemy has tried to destroy me with, on purpose, I bring it back and I try to destroy the works of the enemy with what he tried to destroy me with. Right? now, some of you know, in in years gone by when I've walked through the healing journey, it it might have seemingly been easy for me to keep that to myself. But if you just keep it to yourself and the enemy just keeps coming after you over and over and over again and there have been times when I've called on God and said, God, I need you to do this right now and His timing wasn't there yet. And so you just trust the Lord. I'm here today. You can hear... David began to speak faith here. But please, if you know the story, David will eventually, not that day, but eventually he will fully be restored to the kingdom, and God will deal heavily with Absalom, and Israel will be restored. But listen, the point of this is, if you're under attack, you can still be confident that God is faithful. So, So you understand... Ah. so you understand our daughter Felicia is walking Malachi is whole and in Australia the pain is gone out of Diana's arm Evelyn is healthy and I am here preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ anybody else? Anybody, anybody else? Come on, wave at me. Anybody else? Anybody else? You're walking, right? Come on, wave at me. You're talking. You're together. You thought your marriage was over, but you're still holding hands. Come on. You thought that would take you out, but it, it didn't take you out. You thought that sickness was unto death, but you're right here at this moment. You thought that grief would destroy the rest of your life, but you're getting through it. And God is even using the brokenness in order to restore other individuals. You thought that God had abandoned you. God was there all the time just waiting for the right time to take that which the enemy meant for destruction and use it to bless you. Can I get a shout of Amen? Yeah. From somebody. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> Anybody a testimony like I have? Wave your hand. If you got testimonies like I have. Wave your hands. Okay. So we're gonna we're gonna have a prayer time, and I want our altar team to come and stand here with me, and prayer workers, come come, spread out. praise God spread out as far as you can and um, here we are some of you have been weeping and weeping and weeping and um, you've been in a battle in fact let's just go ahead and do this rather than play let's not play let's not play the everybody close your eyes game right now Okay? let's not do that let's just do this who in the room is in a battle raise your hand Boom. There you go. You know, sometimes when you hear the rain falling like it is out there, it's like, of course it's raining. Everything else is going wrong. It might as well rain. Right? Let's try this again. Who in this room is in a battle? There we go. You see that? Isn't that better? Isn't that nice to get that out just for a moment? I need more people to help me pray, but... Now, what are we going to do about that? What are we going to do? Don't you think it would be good if we would pray for one another? Let's start this, though, before before it. Let's talk to our souls, okay? Come on, out loud. Soul, say it, soul. Why are you so downcast? Okay, now let's get honest. I'm going to, this is going to sound very sacrilegious to some people, but we do that on purpose sometimes, okay? You ready? Some of you are in battle. Let's go ahead and do this. Where are you, God? Go ahead, shout it. Where are you, God? No, you're not ferocious enough, okay? One, two, three. Where are you, God? Now, right there in the middle of those places, lift your hands with me and magnify Him. Give Him glory. Right there. Glorify Him anyway. Go ahead, praise Him. Somebody praise Him. Shout, God, you are good. Shout, God, you are faithful. God, you are mighty. Shh. You hear that? All right. All right, put your hands back down. Now I want you to think about your battle again. Think about your battle because this is the way it goes. This is the cycle. Think about where you are. Now shout again. Where are you, God? Where are you? Now talk to yourself, why are you so, so downcast? Why are you so upset? Now lift your hands up and praise God again. Now praise God. Praise him Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. God is good. God is faithful. God's going to get me through. Somebody shout, God has a plan. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. Anybody see this? See, now you're doing this together. Now you don't think you're crazy. Because everybody in the house is doing it at the same time. Because we all do it. David did it. I do it. We all do it. Sometimes I need help. I need people to come around me and to pray with me. And I know I've got a few altar workers up here. But those of you that are in a battle that would like prayer right now, I want you to leave your cha- your seats and come up. Everybody's going to get prayer. But those of you that would like prayer in the middle of your battle, leave your seats and come on down. 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 Yeah, come and help us pray. Come and help us pray. Come on, come on down. Come on down. That prayer worker is all the way over here. Everybody that's a prayer worker, come down and help me. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I love you guys. i preached about you the whole time today. I love you. Lay your hand right here on your wife and just start praying for her, Ernie. Would you do that? Just start praying for her. Miguel? Come on, somebody get her, Diana. Bring her. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Snowden, come and help me. Come and help me pray. Come and help me pray. Get right here. Get right here. Help them. Help them with her. Pray with her. I got another sister over here that needs prayer. Got another sister over here that needs prayer. Crystal, Right there. Jesus, Jesus. Okay, now everybody in the house. Everybody in the house.